0: Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from AppFigures, and here's your weekly roundup of the most interesting developments in the world of mobile apps and games. April is behind us, which means it's time to check in on Twitter's subscription revenue. That's something I've been doing since Twitter Blue went live back at the end of 2021, following that whole journey. But this month, it's a little bit more interesting. See, new almost chief Elon Musk has big hopes for Twitter's subscription business. Elon wants 69 million paying subscribers by 2025. Let's have a look at Twitter's in-app revenue to see how close they are to that number right now. According to our estimates, Twitter's net revenue from in-app purchases grew to $368,000 in April. That's an increase of 18% from March when Twitter hit the $300,000 mark for the first time. How many subscribers is that? Well, we know Twitter Blue costs $2.99 per month, so we can divide. But that's gross revenue and our estimate is in net revenue, so first we need to deduct Apple's and Google's fee would change that 299 to 210 Keep that in mind. According to those numbers, Twitter currently has a little over 175,000 paying subscribers. Not bad. Wait, uh, actually, it's not great either. If you've been following the channel for long enough, you know that I believe this could have been much larger if they launched Twitter Blue, as a company of a Twitter scale could and should. Elon has his work cut out for him to get to 69 million subscribers, a number I imagine has some significance or maybe it's just a joke, Elon's Twitter will need to add a little over 2 million new subscribers every month, starting right now. 175,000 subscribers after seven months on one hand versus 2 million every month. Not impossible, but some things will have to change. I'll leave my thoughts on what for a different medium. I'm sure Elon has a few ideas of his own. Do you think he can pull it off? Leave me a comment. I would love to know what you think. Next. I crunched the numbers and ranked the most downloaded apps in April, and I'm excited to share that things are pretty much the same as March, with a few tiny exceptions. And by the way, I looked at revenue last week. I'll link to it at the end of this video in case you missed it. TikTok was the most downloaded app in the world in April. Again, it made its way into 51 million devices, according to our estimates, which is a lot like March. Rival Instagram was right behind it with 47 million estimated downloads. It was the most downloaded app on Google Play and the third most downloaded app in the App Store, having been pushed a spot down by Google Maps. Now, Google Maps is not a stranger to the most downloaded apps in the App Store list, but it's had a great run in April. Whether it's true scientifically or not, I don't think it is, it feels like COVID's all gone and the downloads certainly reflect that, which is why people need a map. MeadowsTrio is still at the top overall, but in April WhatsApp Business also joined the list, having had a strong month on Google Play. Spotify, another icon that's not a stranger, but also not always here, Snagged the last spot from official closer CapCut. But not because CapCut didn't make it. It sure did, landing in 7th place this time. So it's going up. Give it a few more months, and it's sitting pretty at number 5. That's my bet. Together, the top 10 most downloaded apps in the world had a combined total of 318 million estimated downloads in April. A smid shorter than March, but nothing to write home about, in my opinion. I also crunched the numbers and ranked the most downloaded games in April. And even though this list has a variety of hyper-casual titles, I think it's obvious that a whole year in, Apple's app tracking transparency is continuing to make ROI positive advertising a serious challenge. Subway Surfers was the most downloaded game in the world in April, scoring 30 million new estimated downloads. It lost its top spot in March after holding it firmly since October, but now it's back. The rest are, well, a little all over the place. Just like March, Merge Master was the second most downloaded game in the world with about half the downloads. The hyper-casual title added 15 million estimated downloads in April, most of which came from Google Play, with only a handful coming from the App Store. Ludo King, Candy Crush, and Roblox round off the top five, and a couple of hyper-casuals, Garena Free Fire Max, and that's the one that's not banned in India, and an oldie occupied the bottom of our list. Summer is right around the corner, and app tracking transparency or not, games need to spend to get visibility. So I'm sure we'll see more of this next month. Together the top 10 most downloaded games in the world accumulated 143 million downloads in April, roughly 12% lower than March. That's not a scary decrease, all things considered, but I'm very interested in seeing what the summer will look like. Do you like the insight so far? Click the like button and let me know. Thanks. I've talked about jobs quite a few times in the last few months. We looked at LinkedIn, who's seeing demand continue to climb and Indeed, who's seeing downloads continue to rise. But did you know that in addition to Indeed's main job searching app, The company also has an app dedicated to finding jobs where you can work remotely. Work From Anywhere is the name of the app, and it recently crossed a milestone, a half million downloads. And yes, it doesn't use Indeed's actual name or branding on the App Store. It does on Google Play. Why? I suspect it has something to do with not wanting to cannibalize search traffic or not to confuse people who search for the app by name. But then again, why have two apps in the first place? I don't know. The app launched in April of 2020, right as COVID forced the majority of the workforce to start working from home and has been slowly gaining traction since. You see what I did there? Weekly downloads hit and crossed the 10,000 mark in January of 2020 and are now averaging just a little bit above, which means the app will likely hit the 1 million mark in early 2023. Steady climb aside, I have a feeling it'll be sunset way before though. There's no real reason to split all the effort that goes into building, maintaining, and promoting an app that does pretty much the same thing, but less. I've seen this happen too many times in the past. By the way, we're hiring. So if you wanna come work with me, check out the link in the description to our jobs page. Now, 2022 is seeing the return of everything IRL from concerts to sports and vacations. I looked at how apps like Ticketmaster and Airbnb have not only seen downloads return to pre-pandemic level, but also grow beyond. And today I have another app to add to the list. If you've been to any conference pre-COVID, you probably know this app, Eventbrite. It's an app they use to manage event attendance and ticketing, and it was another one of those IRL apps that have lost most of their downloads when the world went into lockdown. Weekly downloads, which peaked at 242,000 at the end of 2019, according to our estimates, dropped to as low as 28,000 in April of 2020. They've grown a bit since, rising to a high of 138,000 late last year, but that's still far from where it started. But then 2022 happened and Eventbrite saw downloads start to grow gradually until they hit a new high in late April just a few weeks ago with 264,000 estimated downloads. Clearly, these new highs IRL apps are hitting aren't just coincidences and are instead a sign of what's happening. Things are opening up. And that's all I have for you this week. If you want to see the highest earning apps and games, check out last week's episode here. And if you like this video, make sure to hit the like button and consider subscribing to the channel if you haven't already. I'll see you next week.